the nature of your emergency. Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Con, how are you? I'm good. I've titled today's episode, Be Good, or I'm Calling the Police. Uh-oh. <laughs> Sit back, relax, mm-hmm. and enjoy today's content. I had read a post from somebody in a police wife's Facebook group, and she had said that she never understood why police officers would get so upset when parents would use law enforcement as a threat because of their child's bad behavior. She said that she now works in a police department as a civilian, and there was a mother, she was at the front desk, there was a mother who brought her child into the lobby, and she could hear this mother belittling this child and threatening them and bringing the child into the station as a fear tactic, telling this child that this is where the child's going to end up if they don't behave and do as she says. And I think that it's easy to not see how detrimentally unhealthy this is if you're not in law enforcement. And I say that because we experienced this not too long ago with my kid brother and my nephew and how my nephew used that same tactic, and I think it's common. It's more common than I would like for it to be. You know, you be good, Ripley, or I'm going to call the police. I'm going to have Uncle Clint arrest you. And there is, you know, I recently contributed to an article where I'm discussing the importance of understanding this us versus them mentality, mostly that the media has created against law enforcement and how ingrained police officers are when it comes to bleeding blue and living behind the thin blue line. And the same is to be said of law enforcement families. And when we can go into how unhealthy I believe that is, but that's not what today's episode is all about. But it further, it further, further divides that us versus them mentality. When you're bringing a child into an environment that they should feel comfortable and safe and want to be able to contact if ever in a time of need or, of unsafety, and yet a parent is conditioning them to to be that that one individual that a cop pulls over and is very leery of because you can already tell the way that that individual feels about law enforcement. It's we ourselves are creating that divide and and <clears throat> excuse me that fear within our own children on a regular basis, and so they grow up thinking well, if I don't listen, I'm going to get arrested by the police. Or And, and so they, they're always uncomfortable with being around officers. And, and there's, not, there's not this respect or awe associated to law enforcement because it's, it's a fear tactic that's ingrained in them from their childhood, from being four, six years old. I, I mean, I've seen it younger, but then they're not comfortable going to law enforcement and asking for help. And and that's the biggest problem that I see is not only the fear of getting in trouble themselves, but going to actually speak with an officer if they're in trouble and they need help. Because that's what law enforcement is. We're there to help people. 
not to just go and arrest people. And, and I think if we started changing that dialogue is, no, those are actually people who are helping you. And, and if the media would portray that, if parents would portray that, like this whole dynamic where the shift in the world is against law enforcement, us versus them mentality, it's, it's bullshit, honestly, like, and it, and it sucks to see it progress more and more as time goes on. Yeah, what I'm thinking about is the ever-increasing element, and Clint, you know this better than anybody since it's what you do all day, every day, the increasing element of pedophilia and child abuse, sexual child abuse. And I think that is a very important concept for us to understand when it comes to this type of behavior because, and I'm not saying like if it's the parents that are doing that, although it, it could be, but if you are telling a child that they're, they should be fearing the police because you're bringing them in and using that as a scare tactic anytime that they misbehave because you have poor parenting skills, then if that child is ever a victim in any capacity, but especially when it comes to sexual assault, then they are never, the likelihood of them having to live with that for the rest of their lives and never telling anybody, never getting any help and allowing that type of behavior to continue with whoever that suspect is, is it's incredible. And so we're creating such an unhealthy environment by allowing this type of behavior to happen. It's almost like I wish we could put a poster in every police department, like before you walk in, like don't bring your kid in here to scare them. Yeah, that's a really good idea. And and it's something that, and I've seen on such a regular basis, like these victims out there, it's not that they don't want to try they don't want something they don't want the bad person to go to jail they don't it's not that they don't want that it's they fear in sitting down and talking to me about the situation because they have that fear that them themselves are going to get in trouble or that they did something wrong and that's not the case at all and that's where we as law enforcement we have to show that genuine care towards these individuals and, and be there for them. And if they don't want to talk, we, I mean, we can't force them to, but you can give them that space and time to allow themselves to grow comfortable with you to elaborate more. And I think in law enforcement in general today, we're so busy. It's, we don't have time to say, okay, let me sit here and build this rapport and then go through this whole process. So the only one who's ending up suffering is that victim who was sexually assaulted or you name it. I mean, with any type of crime because they're not comfortable in speaking with that officer. Yeah. And I want to shed something or bring something to light. I should say, um, Clint, you have an incredible amount of training, but we both have an incredible amount of training with regards to our coaching. And there are a lot of there are a lot of, it's really crazy because my interview skills and tactics as it pertains to my coaching practice, as well as when I do interviews within, you know, on this, on this podcast and then inside of our Facebook group, they go tandem with you and the, the interview techniques that you're allowed to combine when you're interviewing, um, anybody, whether it's a suspect or not. And I'm thinking about how many times I've had men and women tell me, that never before have they had a safe space where they were completely um, unfiltered and they knew that they weren't going to be judged and that they've never had somebody to confide in in that way. 
And Clint, from things we've talked about before, as crazy as this might sound, you have spoken to some of what we would call absolute filth. And a lot of those people, you know, other officers tell you, like, these guys just tell you everything. Like, mm-hmm. they have no problem opening up to you. And I believe that a lot of the times those individuals have never, ever, ever spoken the things that they've spoken until they've talked to you. Yeah, and it's something that I see on a regular basis because I I honestly, and this is something, and you can't just go in there and act, right? You have to go in there and truly go in there without the judgment. If you go in there without judgment or preconceived notions, people want to talk. They want to get that stuff off their chest, whether good, bad, or ugly. And and I think the coaching and the questioning lines that that goes down has helped tremendously. And I think it's it's something that's it's so cool when you have when you see their facial their facial expressions completely change when they say, okay, I feel comfortable now. And they just start opening up and telling you shit. And you're like, oh, I didn't want to know that, but okay, cool. And and that's the other hard part is keeping your own facial expressions to yourself because you're going in it without any judgment and you have to let them express themselves. Yeah. And I know exactly what you're talking about because we've, we've had so, we had such an intense training when it comes to learning how to truly be non-judgmental. And I have often been surprised on the back end after having very deep and intimate conversations in particular with men, because a lot of men don't have that safe space. And, you know, we've talked a lot about why that is, and it has nothing to nothing against their spouses, but to see, to see the, the relief that is just spewing off of them when they're finally able to, you know, I use this in a recent article to open up that pressure release valve often for the first time in their entire careers. And what a privilege that is for us to be able to sit and hold space for somebody truly non-judgmentally. So I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. I hope that you can be that safe space for somebody. And if ever you hear somebody using law enforcement as a fear tactic for a child, please just educate them and show up with love and let them know why it is that it is one of the most detrimental things that you can do in terms of ensuring the protection and safety of a child. If you have gotten any value, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.